Hey everyone, welcome back to the Winner's Circle. I'm Derek. And I'm Cody. And we are here recapping another week of Big Brother Canada. But before we get into it, Cody, let them know. You already know, guys. We want you to subscribe to the channel. Again, I don't know if people don't understand this. Subscribing to the channel costs you nothing. If you have an email link to YouTube, it costs you $0 to subscribe and turn on those bell notifications right next to the subscribe button. There's a bell. Turn on all so that you don't miss a video, a live, anything that is involved with this YouTube channel, you will not miss. And if you are listening on audio, please give us a five-star review. If you feel we deserve it and leave a comment because all of this stuff helped boost our videos, boost our episodes. And uh, we really do appreciate it. We're up and over 20.3 thousand subscribers and we love each and every one of you and really do appreciate it from the bottom of our hearts. Absolutely, guys. We really do appreciate it. So let's dive right into it this week. Pretty interesting week. It was a fun week. Gino wins HOH, as you all know. Um, and you're expecting a lot from Gino because Gino definitely has the attributes to win this game. But as it has been for multiple weeks, he's really kind of on an island other than J.C. Lynn. You know, he yeah. has people that he's working with or communicating with, but yet there's really no ride or die. There's a lot of smaller alliances around him, and he's just kind of survived at, from, to this point. Um, one of the closest people he had was Marty, and Marty's burned him twice already. And, yeah. well, you know, more than likely will burn him again. But I was interested to see what Gino was going to do. Because it was an opportunity to chink away at at the armor, so to speak, and maybe get out a target that could come after him, maybe a big competitor that could beat him in a competition. What was your gen general overview of this week with Gino and some of the things that unfolded as we're going to dive into him? The tough part about Gino winning the HOH is there was no real way of him knowing how many people actually were coming after him. Like, <laughs> That's you know, true. Good Summer, point. even though she's like flirting with Gino, she's super close with Gino. Summer wants to break up the showmance. Helena wants to break up the showmance. Kevin wants to break up the showmance. And so for Gino to win that HOH, it was... I, I never felt like he was going to target the right person or really fracture the group. And I don't think anybody really will do that, quite frankly, because the person that needs to be targeted to fracture, like the thought process of a lot of people, is Kevin. Kevin, um, yeah. Kevin is really the one that is really maneuvering through the entire house and, and determining what Helena's talking points are, Marty's talking points are. Like Josh has a you know good enough relationship with him, and so does Gino. And so... Kevin is really the one that needs to be targeted if anybody really wants to fracture a part of the house. But I just didn't feel like Gino would have done that this week. And I also felt like Gino was probably going to go after Marty. And it's a good move on his part because Marty just can't be trusted if I was Gino. But it's like, is that the best person to get out to further Gino's game? I don't know. I don't know if that would have been the right move because Gino was saying it all last week. All right, Marty, you burned me twice. It's done. I'll win yep. HOH and I'm going to come after you next week. Yeah, that so was we saw how that was going to play out, and so now we kind of saw how it went. Yeah, it didn't go exactly to plan. Just real quick, because we you we we always talk about strategy. We always talk about behaviors and things that are said and how you react to certain situations. You know how they can affect your game. You know they could be subtle things to you while you're in the house, but they could have a big impact on the other house guests, which could ultimately land you on the block. And I wanted to get your take on the HOH competition before we get into the week, because uh, we start off the episode, the first episode, knowing that there's, they're all have knots again. The, the fridge got this lock on it again. Yeah. Isn't that crazy how Big Brother Ken yeah. just does that randomly yeah. to you for no reason? Yeah. Right? Kind of sucks. And yeah. it, it doesn't seem like a big deal to the people watching. That's a huge blow, especially if you haven't deal. got a good meal in first, where you're like, and, and their slop from what I understand is way different than our slop, by the way. Really? But yeah, I heard it's worse. So- this plays into the HOH this week, and I and and there was an option where basically there were five have passes around the house, and if you took a have pass, you basically had a point against you to start. Now, Summer talked a big game that she was going to start stepping it up, and she was going to, you know, she's been throwing comps all season. Spoiler alert: I think she might have thrown once or one or two. I don't think she's been throwing them all season. Uh so I'll say this about <laughs> Summer and the throwing comps. Like, remember Summer, like. It was the veto. She was, oh, I'm winning this comp. I'm going in. And then she like ultimately realized, okay, I can't beat Gino. So now I'm going to throw it. It's like, that's not throwing a comp summer. That's just like bowing out essentially. Like yeah, you don't, like, you know, you're not going to win. And so I did it with slapping out. the snowman. I don't consider that throwing the comp. I wasn't going to no. win. If you remember, you, you were nice enough to point it out to me. I was getting smoked. And so I was like, well, I have no chance at winning. Let me see if it's okay with the group. But, um, 
with this particular situation, it's it's interesting because everyone's kind of getting an idea of where your head's at and how important it is to you to not only be safe that week, but also like in the game. And the reason why I brought it up is, you know, Summer, someone who hasn't won a comp yet all season, and yet she goes for the have, uh, the have pass. And they had a little segment with Gino where he's basically like, that's par for the course. She doesn't care. She's, you know, right. she's going to do for her. And the reason that's important is because I can see a world where someone like Summer, who in my opinion is a floater at this point, great DR, mm-hmm. but a floater, could get to the end. And she's going to get it there in the final two and try to convince the jury members as to why she should win. And these are the types of things that I want you guys to remember when you play. Because trust me, when it's only a small margin between the two people that are up there, things like this could have a lasting impact where they vote against you because they realize that during the game, when you had opportunities to win competitions or save yourself, you chose food over that. And 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 by the way, I'm not targeting Summer. She wasn't the only one. It was Summer. Uh, Marty went for it. Marty was a yeah. no-brainer, obviously. Yeah. I, um, they all went in the house, but some weren't really going for it. Yeah. Um, JC Lynn took it as well, I believe. Yeah. Um, and then you had, yeah, th- so those three, because there were still two passes left that nobody took. And that's important because Josh was hungry. Mm-hmm. Kevin was hungry. Moose was hungry. They went in there and chose not to take the passes right. because winning was more important. Now, they didn't all win. They, none of those three won. Um, Gino didn't take it either. But that was because they want to win. And and right. even though they didn't win the comp, trust me, as a former player, I think I speak for you, Cody. That goes a yeah. long way. Yes, it does. I mean, what your what's your take on that? Am I going too hard on them? No, I, I agree with you 100%. And we've had different scenarios where people have chosen to either get the money or get the reward when everybody, and especially the people that you're working with. And it's why I think you'll see a lot of people. It's like JC Lynn is on an Island summer. Really? She has her relationships, but she doesn't have any core, like really great relationships. I feel like Tanisha was the closest one with summer and now Tanisha has been gone for weeks. And so you saw the people that really don't have anybody that they're playing for go for it. And I mean, props to Gino because Gino could have just went and did it. But I I agree with you 100%. I do not think you're going too hard. But I think it also shows the people that really don't feel like, okay, I need to not only worry about myself, but I don't want to give a bad look out to the group that I'm working with. And those were the people that just were quick to rush in and go, oh, yeah, done. Or you saw someone like Moose who was probably feeling that way, one, and also feeling very, like, threatened. Like, I think I could go home this week. So he didn't want that either. It just – it showed where – people's heads were in the game or maybe where their positionings were to me. I, and I also I, I don't like when people do that either. No, it's, it's a bad as a player as a player. Yeah. No, if you're going there and you're starving, you, that's not a good look. But before we actually get into the meat and potatoes of the episode, let's take a quick break. All right. So we're back. We're here. We're talking about it. Gino wins HOH. You guys all know that. And the, the plan right off the bat is he's going to backdoor Marty. He knows that. And he's talking to different people. He's thinking about how he wants to do it. And initially, his thought process is, I'm going to put up Moose and Betty, I'm sorry, Moose and Summer, uh, because, you know, Summer hasn't been on the block yet. Moose is a big competitor. He's kind of like a wild card. He's out on a limb by himself. And his boy, Herman, went home last week. So he's really kind of a free agent. So if he goes as, you know, as collateral damage, not a big deal. Um, But then we get right into a conversation with Moose and, and Gino. And again... If I said it once, I've said it a million times, man, Moose, the dude can talk. The dude can, he might be one of the better campaigners I've ever seen on, on us and Canada. And to think that he's a, uh, not even a super fan just goes to show you his, his natural ability. What's your take on Moose as far as his campaigning skills? I think we really have to talk about that because they're incredible. Yeah. I think the, the saddest part about it is that his, like how eloquent he speaks and how well-spoken he is and methodical he is with what he's saying was, was a downfall for him. And it was because good point, but it was because he kept being on the block. So people didn't trust him. Didn't he wasn't working with the group. So it ended him on the block. And every time he was on the block and get himself out of it, it was, wow, did you see how Moose was able to get himself out of it? And then they all started talking. And then ultimately it got to this final point of, This guy's on the block, just smooth talking his way through everything. I mean, he just knew how to talk to the HOHs before nominations. He just got it. And the problem is, is when 
everybody knows you have it like that, it's not a good thing. No, it's not. You're right. It's a great point. Like it really was a double edged sword for him. Yeah. Like it helped him get this far, but it was also the thing holding him back. It's interesting. Right. And 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 Gino doesn't stop with Moose. You know, he tells Moose, listen, I'm thinking about putting you up. Moose does his thing to try to convince him otherwise. But then Gino fills in other people like Josh. He tells Josh about this plan as well. Like, hey, Josh, Summer, you know, my plan is to backdoor Marty. Um, but I might need some people to go up. Please don't tell anyone. Well, what does Josh do? Yeah, Josh, obviously. Josh runs right downstairs to our man, Kevin, who is the puppet master of the season and has mm-hmm. people feeding him information on all sides. And Kevin is just sitting down there and he's like, what do you got, Josh? Josh Kerr comes running in the room, yeah. fills him in on the whole plan. And Marty takes a great, uh, I'm sorry, J- Kevin takes a great angle on it where he's like, listen, there's a couple things going on here. I'm not going to run upstairs right now and talk to Gino because one of two things is taking place. He really is trying to backdoor Marty. And if that's the case, I don't want him to know that I'm trying to stop it. Mm-hmm. Or he's just telling Josh what he wants to hear. So I'm going to pretend like Josh, Hey, yeah, you definitely got the good information because yeah. maybe Gino has a different plan and he's just not letting, letting Josh in on it. So right. either way, cool, calm, collected, He's just a sponge. Kevin's just taking all the information in. And Gino doesn't realize that this is a huge, huge blow to his strategy for the week mm-hmm. because now Kevin Kevin knows what you're up to, buddy. Yeah. And and the reason why I don't love how Gino was is just like he was like way too much of an open book when it comes to – because you want to be open. You want people to feel safe. But you don't want to tell them the plan for, for a few reasons. One, you don't want to getting back to the person that is ultimately the target. And you don't want people – in the house to have all this information about who you actually plan on targeting just in case that plan falls through. And now everybody can use that information against you. If that person or said person either is the HOH the following week or is just needs to be convinced to send you home and they could be somebody that's really in your corner. I didn't love how Gino played this HOH. I, I didn't hate his plan, but I didn't love how he was going about executing the plan. Ultimately everyone in the house knew of the plan. Yeah, except even it seems like Marty really didn't though. It seems like he was the only yeah. one who was Which like is surprising that people he he, go he him, had right? a feeling it could happen, but it didn't seem like because I feel like he's so emotional he would have went up to Gino and been like, oh, I know you're trying to backdoor, and then me. it like, would have yeah. I think he, everybody he knows that about Marty now. Same with like Betty. Where that's why nobody's telling like, him. I'm not going to share Betty. You know, yeah, yeah. I think that's definitely what happens. So then that yeah, brings but, us to the nominations, right? Well, before we get there, because there is some back and forth and. Uh, talking about strategy, the reason, and I forgot about this, the reason Josh tells Kevin is there's this alliance, the crash test dummies, which is Elena, Josh, and Kevin. It's important to note because in the beginning of the season, I didn't really have a lot of hope for that. I thought it was kind of like a a week-to-week thing. Mm -hmm. But nobody really picks up on the alliance between Josh and Kevin especially. Mm -hmm. And so that's something that could come into play later because if, if they're blinded by it, it's kind of like yeah. people were blinded by you and I, it's one of those things that can really come back to bite him, which it did for Gino this week. He's talking yeah. to Josh, not realizing how close him and Kevin are, which obviously he knows Kevin's close to Marty. So that was one thing I wanted to bring up. There were two other things. There's a quick conversation between summer and Gino and Gino tries to pull the same thing. Like he did with, with, with moose where he's like, Hey, I might put you up. What did you think of Summer's way of handling that conversation as far as Gino suggesting that, you know, he might need someone to go on the block next to Moose so that they can backdoor Marty? Yeah, I mean, you just knew that Summer really wasn't going to be about it. Like, Summer is obviously a person that said it multiple times when she's gone on. Like, when when other stuff has happened, like, you knew Summer was just not going to be about it. Did she blow up and have this huge ordeal? No, so credit to her for that. But, like... Summer, it's tough. Like I love watching Summer and I love her DRs and I love her thought process and how she kind of goes through everything because it's entertaining. But like what power did she have in that situation to be like, hey, don't do it or else you're in serious trouble. Like I, she's losing numbers, I feel like. And she's like how she was always somebody that was, wow, Summer's really in with a lot of people. I don't feel like she's that close with too many people anymore. And I, I, I don't know. I think, you know, she... There was really not much, not much strategy in my head that came from Summer in that conversation. No, I think Gino left that conversation feeling better. Like you're kind yeah. of passively threatening me, threatening yeah. me. So you know what? But th- this goes back to the layers of Big Brother, and like, 
you know, we talked about Moose earlier and his ability to kind of, you know, hear the same thing, but try to try to mal try to try to amend that relationship through that conversation. Try to make mm-hmm. it stronger so that maybe this person comes to the conclusion on their own that hey, maybe I don't want to put up Moose. He's making some really good points. But I or just wanted like- to bring that up. Maybe maybe Gino didn't even have a specific target, and then it's like, well, who am I going to go after? Moose, who was very understanding and honestly may feel the exact same way, just isn't saying it to my face. Or Summer, who is like openly saying it. So yeah, now like, maybe open, my target shifts. Maybe my yeah, exactly. So now we can get into the noms. It's it's really no surprise. There's a couple good conversations between Moose and Gino. Um, there's also a conversation that I didn't mention between Kevin. And and Gino as well, mm-hmm. where Kevin yeah. is now in on it, right? He knows what the back or what the possible plan is. And so he says it without saying it. He doesn't come right out and expose Josh by being like, hey, I heard you're targeting Marty because it might he may have only told one or two people. So he would expose Josh. He mm-hmm. just kind of says, like, listen, man, you know, I still think for our game, you know, I don't know what you're considering, but I don't I think Marty's loyal to us, you know? So mm-hmm. just keep that in mind. Because there was that five person alliance, right? Between Gino, Jace, Kevin, Marty, and who's the fifth? Helena. Helena, okay. That's right. And so yeah. Gino is kind of opening up to Kevin a little bit, but Kevin is just kind of taking it in the exact sense that he should be, where numbers are better within my group than picking off numbers in the group and then allowing numbers outside of the group to have more of that power. Kevin's just playing the cleanest game and really taking in a lot of things that we talk about on this show that are benefits to going deep into the game and winning. You want to keep your numbers close. You don't ever want to take shots within until you really have to, or unless it would blow up your game if you didn't. And I don't necessarily know that Gino would have blew up his game if he didn't target Marty this week. And Kevin just kind of hit all the points that made Gino kind of come to the realization, but this, the veto hasn't happened yet. So I think Gino is still trying to do it. It's it's, true, but it's a seed. Yes, it's planting those layers to now I definitely have him and he's not going to do what, you know, outside of something that I don't want. Right. No, it's it's it is important. That's why we're bringing up the conversation, because as you kind of mentioned, it's going to play a role later. So mm-hmm. you plant it, you let it grow, you let it marinate. And maybe it ha- maybe it comes to fruition, maybe it doesn't. But that's what Kevin's doing. He's putting seeds all over the house and he's hoping that it becomes what he wants it to. And right. as we continue out this week, we will see that that was the case. Right. So we do get to the nominations. As you mentioned, nobody's able to deter Gino from what his plan is at this point. He nominates Moose and Summer. Um, Moose, again, to his credit, right after the noms, has a conversation with Gino. Hey, man, totally understand. Listen, I want to work together. You know, I think you could have maybe done something different, but I get mm-hmm. it. We're good props bro i got this i'm gonna you know we're on the same team i'm gonna win that veto or someone's gonna win that veto we're gonna take me off and marty's gonna go home like no sign of Mm -hmm. disappointment or resentment toward gino which is gonna make gino more comfortable right and and then the dichotomy of that is you have the situation with summer where summer's doing her makeup gino walks in tries to talk to her he's like can i get a hug she's like I'm doing my makeup right now, but I'll, I'll give you one later. You know, like she's like, you went hard on me. It's like very passive, not the end of the world, not a game changer, but something that the HOH will remember. Now this week is it's, it's going to be irrelevant as far as that's concerned, but it's something for you guys to take away from this as you're taking notes, as you're following the season with us, because I know a lot of you have aspirations to go on. We say it all the time. Mm -hmm. These are the little do's and don'ts that you want to remember. So do you want to get right into the veto? I think we there's not much in between there, right? No, there's not much in between there. And the picking for the veto, I think, was the most important thing. Like, they were That's almost right. celebrating. Like, Gino was really excited because Jace gets to compete. Jace has won competitions. Moose is competing. He's won competitions. Um, Summer is, like, not really great, but still part of the plan. So if Summer wins, it's still a good thing. And then you have Helena, who... To be 100% honest, I thought the same thing as I'm watching. I'm like, oh, they definitely are going to be able to at least get Marty on the block this week. Right. Because I was right. like, somebody's winning that. That veto is getting used. Because Helena had talked about before the, the veto, she was aware of the plan. Maybe didn't find out directly from Gino, but she caught wind from of Kevin. it. And yeah, definitely. And did not want that to happen. So she's yeah. actually gunning for it. Right. And, and she was the only one. Veto. She's the only one that could have put a monkey wrench in their plan. Yep. And what 
Helena wins. Helena wins the veto. We don't have to we yeah. can go right there and say it. But what did you think about that veto competition? You're somebody who's won a few vetoes in your day. Yeah. I thought that looked pretty hard to me, to be honest. The yeah, first was, part wasn't, but the first part wasn't, but the second part was definitely really difficult. And when nerves come into play and you're trying to balance puzzle pieces on water, dude, where every right? movement you make sends a ripple in the water. I thought again. Big Brother Canada's, um, I don't know what it's called, producer, like game producer, um, competition producer. Yeah. It does an incredible, incredible job because these comps just look fun and they look like something that I would love to be a part of. Now, simple but effective. So Helena wins the veto. And this is where the conversation that we had earlier about Kevin comes into play because there's a quick segment where JC Lynn and Gino are up in the HOH room. Gino had had a quick conversation with Helena where she gave him the impression she wasn't going to use the veto, mm -hmm. but they're not really upset about it. Mm -hmm. Gino's like, hey, you know what? Moose is a pretty good target to go after. Not a big deal. Let's, you know, this is okay. Let's not push Helena too hard. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with, with Moose going home. And it does seem like Marty would work with us. He seems like, you know, he's already burnt me twice. I think he's loyal to the five and this might be good for our game. This Moose might be the better move. And you got to ask yourself, well, where did this change come from? Because you have been saying for weeks that if you had an opportunity, you were taking out Marty. In my opinion, it comes from the different conversations you've had mm -hmm. with Kevin mm -hmm. where he's planted numerous seeds mm -hmm. and they started to grow. And now he's convinced you mm -hmm. that what's better for his game is better for yours, Gino. Mm -hmm. And it's not. Yeah. No, it is absolutely not. And it's just uh, a kudos to Kevin because then you have Helena on board with it as well. And now you have Marty who he knows, okay, I'm, I'm ultimately burning. The thing that I love about Gino, I said this earlier, is that too many people knew of your plan. People inside of your alliance that you're supposed to be working with that includes Marty where they now have to keep it a secret from him. It's like he just told too many people, I like the plan, but I wish he didn't involve so many people because it also, when you involve people that you don't fully trust, it allows outside perspective to come in that may just be convincing. And Kevin is a very convincing player. He knows how to say the right things to kind of like, you know, merge away from the, the target that doesn't really benefit himself. And so I, I didn't love that Gino did that. And then it allowed him to be susceptible to being convinced otherwise. And then we saw a huge power come into play that ultimately didn't get used because of Gino's indecisiveness. That, right? That's just it. I mean, that's why it's so cool because Kevin didn't realize how much the fruits of his labor paid off this week because yes. Gino had a second opportunity to backdoor Marty, but because Kevin had convinced him this was okay, he relayed that sentiment to JC Lynn and basically said like, you know, I think we're fine the way it is. And then we get into the secret veto that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. This is something that I had said to you before the season even started that yes. I loved yeah. about Big Brother Canada. They do it yeah. better than us, than U.S. in every way, shape, or form. We don't do anything like this, really. Not to this level. Mm -hmm. So Sneaking around why, the house? Why don't you walk us through it? Because instead of me exp the exposition, like walk us through this competition. Like, What were your thoughts on it? How cool was it? Like. It's pretty badass. I mean, yeah. the way it happens. What did you think of the whole mission? I thought it was absolutely incredible. They <laughs> they put something in the house that makes everybody know, okay, something is up with this. This is something. We know something's at play here. So now everybody's like staring at these flowers. I love that they've added so many different layers to it, though, because it's not just finding like yeah. maybe like a hide and go veto. Like, oh, I found this in the house. Oh, I have this number. I'm going to go call and I'm going to find out about the power. It's you have to find the number that you need to call in these flowers, which JC Lynn found. Then you have yep. to go to the telephone, which that's not a room that everybody just goes to. And people are watching. People are waiting to see why did so-and-so go in there? And that's bad. Mm -hmm. So JC Lynn now is like planning out how she's going to do her stretches outside the door. She goes in, she calls up and finds out that there is these three keys that she has to go find in the doors. And there's how many doors are in this house? Like <laughs> a 20? lot, dude. There's 20 right? or 30 doors at least. Right. And it's, it's so then she has to go get these keys, which she's sneaking around and a bunch of people are up. You saw Kevin was up. You saw Josh playing pool. You saw Betty, like everybody's awake. I don't know where they are in the house. This is why it's confusing me because I don't, I know the layout of big brother us. I don't know. I don't, I don't fully understand the layout of this house. Yeah. So I'm like, how is she sneaking into all these rooms? She's going in, she's grabbing the keys. Then after she gets all three keys, she has to go back to the telephone and call up and solve a riddle. Yep. 
which she does to find out yep. which door is where the secret power is. So she goes into the secret power door after solving the riddle and has to solve a puzzle in five minutes, which one that's not easy under pressure, dude. For and basically it's four minutes because four minutes she had just to took her a minute. Yeah, right. You saw. Dude, like, I was like, that puzzle's not easy for four minutes. No, and she like. Was so smooth under pressure. Yeah. Well, she finished it with five seconds left, which was yeah. like super impressive because what happens as that time is ticking down and what players can do is be like staring up at the time, looking back down, staring up at the time, looking back down. And now you're missing like 10 seconds where you could just be diligently working. And JC Lynn never got, ne never got overwhelmed by any of that and did really well. And I think, again, it shows like she is a competitor. She may not be the greatest in, in the game because you need to be well-rounded. You can't just be good at competitions, but at least she can compete. And I actually feel confident that JC Lynn could go into a competition under pressure and win. I do no, feel I, like she can. I, after watching that and the, and you know what she had to do to get it, I completely agree with you. My question for you is as a former big brother player in us, do you think this is something that, Big Brother US. I know they've done before you guys come first in the comments. I know there's been things like it, but like not to this extent on a consistent basis. There's been a couple secret rooms where like you touch a door or whatever and the, you know the wall opens and yeah, I know that. But consistently Big Brother Canada does this. Do you think this is something that Big Brother US needs to incorporate more often? Because we didn't I have anything like this on our season. We had Team America. Team America is nothing like this. No, but they had something similar to this on Big Brother 20 where you could go into the room and like... Yes. I, the so, payphone? Yeah. And, and I no, think, no, it wasn't the payphone. No, Sorry. they had this like back room where it was like you would go to either see if America voted you to be the, head the top house guest of the week or the bottom house guest. Then they did competitions in there. I think how they can incorporate it is there's different things you have to look at. They can have this room be in a room and then it allows people to kind of like sneak in and out of it where maybe there's something a computer in the room and you have to find different things and you can plug it into the computer and if you plug it in and get the right code by the riddle that you're finding stuff around the house you get this secret power only in one week which i love that they did they only made it this week you win this power it can only be used this week or it's done yep Yes. And so I love that. I definitely think Big Brother US can incorporate it. I don't want them to incorporate it a ton because I'm big on Big Brother just being like, play it how it is. And when they throw all these twists in, it always ends up maybe not allowing the person that really should win to win. And that's well, what me, always would drive me nuts. Let me play devil's advocate here. Okay. I would prefer to see things like this where there's elements of the house. So let's just keep talking in context of Big Brother US where there's okay. things that are in the house from day one where the person who's being, you know, cognizant of their surroundings, looking all the time, grinding it out, looking at different puzzles on the walls that may mm -hmm. be their numbers and yep. constantly trying to dig through different things because you've been in the Big Brother house. Yeah. Like there's a lot in there to go through. Like I was looking in helmets and everything. Yeah. Like there should be like two or three things in there that they put in maybe one week, maybe two weeks, you know, maybe even three weeks where the person who's grinding the hardest, the person who's taking the time to go around and search the house continuously is rewarded over the person who's outside, you know, tanning or playing pool. Yeah. I would see, rather see that and take away the America's uh, influence. Yeah. I, take I that really out of the do. equation because that's not Big Brother. I mean, I know it's Big Brother because they've been doing it for years, Yeah, but that's something where the person who's the most liked is getting rewarded, even though they may not be playing hard. Yeah. Like on season but, 18 where they had stuff come over the backyard and it was stuff that America voted on to give people maybe like- The packages. Benefits. Yeah, the packages. Yeah. I'm, for me, that influence really does take away from the game because now people, we see it every season- are playing more towards America than mm. working hard in the house where if you know, going in there, there's gotta be a secret room. There's gotta be a yeah. free, you know, even when I'm on the outs and I feel like my game is over and nobody wants to talk to me, there's a strong possibility that there's something in this house that can help yeah. me. Yeah. I don't have to plead to the cameras. I don't have to, you know, beg America to send me a package that may never come because there's yeah. no type. I can just grind around the house and I don't care if people see me. It's almost like an immunity on Survivor. Like you have an ability to save yourself. I would prefer to see that going forward as opposed to the America's influence for yeah, me personally. I feel that. I feel that. I, I would say I agree. I just don't love a ton of influence on, on the game. But there's but always isn't that, twists. But isn't that the game? Yeah, it's that not is influence. The there's always twists. They've added that since what? Like season, I don't know, 11 where twists has come in. and Or no, it was before that. It was like 9 or 10. 
Yeah, where they had stuff lot. like that, like the coup d'etat and like the diamond power mm-hmm. veto, which was 12. So like, yeah, they, they do it every year. So I would say I agree with you. If you're going to do it, I'd rather it be in the house. You have to earn it versus getting it handed to you from the outside. I agree with you 100%. I, Big Brother Producers, I know a couple of you check this out. You've told me. If you're watching this, th- you had a lot of stage space behind there. You have a lot of secret rooms, a lot of extra space that you don't utilize in there. Maybe add some secret rooms or some secret elements. Like it doesn't have to space. be like a it doesn't have to be a game change like a thing that like literally ruins someone's game, but but could could ultimately change the course of the game. And yeah. that way the people who are in there playing Big Brother, looking for those clues are rewarded for what they're doing. That's all I'm yeah. saying. Like, That's like a I'm hidden saying. immunity idol on Survivor. Yes. Yes. I something like it. where it's like, hey, you find it. And it's not something in like that's left in plain sight for the person yeah. you want to get it. It's something where like 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 Big Brother Canada, like right now there's yeah. numbers on the red door. They talked about it in the second. Yes. I don't know what that is. Yeah. But is that gonna come into play at some point? Right. Probably. What the and why that some, number keeps changing. Yeah. I'd be thinking about it all day. That every, would bother yeah. the, that would all bother day, me so day. much. So so what did you think of J what did you think of JC Lynn having that? She's not able to tell Gino that she has this power, but I felt like she did a poor job of like, you know, inclinating. Is that a word? Inclinating? Insinuating? Uh, Insinuating. I don't know. You get what I mean. Like, do you (laughs) think she did a good job of like really vetting out like, gee, if the nominations could change, would that be what you actually want versus I know you're saying you don't want to do it anymore, but that's because you've talked to Helena now in other conversations and she's not going to use it and you don't want to push. But if there was somehow a way to keep your initial plan intact, could you do it? Would you want to do it? And she didn't do any of that. She ultimately was like, is this what we're doing? Okay. I got a consistent. I got a, consp- I got a conspiracy for you. All right, here we go. Okay, and this is, I want you guys. This is the question for the week. I want you to weigh down in the comments below because I feel pretty confident about this one. Okay. Big Brother producers, they have a plan throughout the whole season. They know what they're going to do. They know they're going to bring these twists in. But can the rules of those twists change slightly based on the temperature of the game? I think so. So is it possible that if JC Lynn was allowed? to tell people that she had the veto, which to be honest with you is usually when you have a power, you can do whatever you want with it. This is a yeah. weird thing where you can't tell anyone or you're immediately evicted. Yeah. I feel like Marty's a big character this season. And I feel like he brings a lot to the game as far as like, you know, filling the hour show, the 40 minute show. And he's really kind of a wild card and he's good TV. Well, imagine if JC Lynn had been allowed to tell Gino, I got a power. We can still send Marty home. Yeah. Do you think Gino might've said, Damn, let's do it. Yeah. Damn, let's I mean, do it. I think so. But I mean, I feel like, and maybe I just don't know because we weren't in those conversations with Chasey Lynn, like, and what would be really over the line that would get her evicted. And I feel like that's a scare tactic, right? But it's like, she couldn't figure out a way to like create dialogue to kind of maybe pull some strings to see if Gino actually still wanted to stick to his original plan. Like she couldn't find a way to do that. Like, hey, Gino, like- I mean, I what know if, this is, we're not, you. the veto's not going to be used by Helena, but like, wouldn't it have been so much better this week if, if Marty did go home? Like if we, if, yes. it, if it could happen, wouldn't it be better than that? Like, do you feel like him not going home is absolutely the best? And then let him kind of go through his brain and start rethinking it. But it's like, she literally just goes, is this what we're doing? Yeah. It's like, you didn't even hint at the initial plan. To get it back on, do we really want to send Marty home? Like she, she just, was definitely vague. It, it was just, she just dropped the ball. Well, my question for you and my question for you guys out there is, do you think the you can't tell anyone or you'll be immediately evicted element of this twist was potentially added to maybe save Marty? You know, (laughs) I don't think that producers would do that, but no, we don't know. What do you guys think? We can't get in trouble for going at the producers for Big Brother Canada, right? No, imagine we say something like this. Listen, brother. Hey, listen, if I was a producer. And I had someone who was a big draw. Like the house is not that exciting anymore. There's very yeah. few blowouts and things like that. Marty's someone who's unpredictable. I do not know what that guy is going to be. Another blowout. There's, there's, blow up. there. Yes, there's going to be another blow up for sure. But I want you guys to weigh down below. Nothing bad about it. But do you think producers are sitting in there? They have this veto twist, and J.C. Lynn wins it, and they're like, "Oh my God, Marty's going home. She's going to win it." She's going to tell Gino they're going to backdoor Marty. He's gone. 
well, what if we make it so she can't tell anyone and she has to make the decision on her own? That could make it a little bit more of a potential that Marty stays, right? Just saying, just putting it out I there. I mean, I'm telling you right now, if I had, and this is just how it goes for me at least. And if your brain is like racking through it, like the second I won this, I would have been asking a million questions. So what, what would get me evicted? Yeah. What, what's I'm, the exact word? As long as I say, no, I don't have anything like what, what is going to get me evicted? Cause I don't want to do that, but I do want to get outside perspective. Cause if you're telling me I had this power and you who are my, who was my ride or die was in power, I'm not going to go and have a conversation to be like, yeah, let me just, let me pick Derek's brain to see if I should be using this. I'm not going to make that decision on my own. And if yeah. JC Lynn was that terrified, then like, come on, she didn't ask the right questions to the producers when they told her about the power. Even Team America, when I was, I was allowed to tell, I could tell people, but obviously I couldn't tell them about others. But yeah. I was even concerned that like Donnie was going to tell someone or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, it was an interesting twist. I don't think I've ever seen that before where it was, I've seen it where you're, you're not supposed to tell people, but I've never seen it where it's like, if you tell someone, you're immediately evicted from the house. Yeah. You're gone. Yeah. Like that seems like a pretty severe punishment. Maybe just if you tell someone the power is no longer in play. Nope. You tell anyone you're gone. Okay. I just All right. feel like there was a way that she could have not told anyone still, but still got like insight. Like, Hey Gino, if there was an opportunity for us to flip it, you know, you know, what do you think? Or should we try a little harder with, Hina? or would you be happy if Alina used it? Yeah. Anything, you know, so anything. <laughs> Jace, come on, girl. I just, you know, well, we're, 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 foresh we foresh we're foreshadowing it here, but spoiler alert, you know, Helena doesn't use the veto. JC Lynn does not use the veto. Little funny segment after where, you know, they, they get told that about the secret power. Gino's convinced hundred percent. It's Marty and JC oh Lynn's hilarious. Like, I was dying. I was like, this is my favorite. Like, it was like when we were going over stuff, like who stole the stuff. And we were like, it's Zach. Remember like when you guys stole every, like one article from or even the mouse stuff? in the house where you go. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. And you had the helmet. Like, on. That one was more so like, I was like a hundred percent. It's Zach. And they showed yep. it. And then it's like, you sitting there like, yeah. Like, I'm no, like, wow. was, so like, yeah, those no, are the funny good. things that I like seeing. Yeah. So doesn't use the veto. The nominations stay the same. So you have Moose and Summer on the block. Mm -hmm. There's a campaign segment that plays in the show. Um, we don't really have to go over it. We've kind of been saying it a lot <laughs> here. Moose is phenomenal. Every conversation Moose has with someone, literally, they leave the room. You know, Moose leaves the room and they're like, man, he's he's making some really good points. Maybe that is better And then do you game. see on the flip side what Summer is saying? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm Another, not going to promise it, you anything. But keep me. I was like. I feel like Big Brother Canada is good for, it's best for this, showing the polar opposites of everything constantly. It's like, this is how you do HOH, this is how you don't. If you're sitting on the block next to somebody, this is how you want a campaign, this is how you don't. And you saw Moose doing incredible campaigning in different ways, and some are just being there being like, I'm not promising you anything. But, you know, keep me because I'm a good person. It's like, okay, I guess that's how this works. Like, And it just shows how like, much more of a threat Moose was in everybody else's eyes than Summer. No, yeah. it was an, You would be an idiot to keep Moose over Summer at yeah. that point because she totally. has a, he has a real potential to win the game. If mm -hmm. he got out of that situation, he's probably going to win. He's that good. Yeah. Um, and nobody values Summer as a player. Nobody's looking at her and thinking – I can't beat her in a competition or right. I can't convince a jury that I deserve to win more than her, which is why I brought up earlier about, you know, it's okay that you're not winning. That's one thing, but to not even give it your best effort and you might be trying, but when you're taking food over, you know, giving yourself the best chance to win, that does play into the minds of jury members when they're mm -hmm. trying to decide who to pick. So now what if uh, she gets up there at the end and says, because it's also known in the house that she's throwing all these competitions. It's almost like Dr. Will esque where like Dr. Will was yeah. making it known. Hey, I'm throwing competitions, not to compare the two at all. But it's like, what if she gets up there at the end and is like, you all knew I was throwing competitions. I did that on purpose because I wanted all of you to feel like there was no way I could beat you in a comp, which was going to skate me by all of you because you were going to take out the people that you feel like you couldn't beat in a comp and it was going to land me right here. That would immediately for me be like this. Wow. Even if I viewed her like, oh, Florida, I'd be like, yep, she gets it. I throw a vote you her really, way. Would you throw a vote her way or would you consider like- That she came well, up maybe with that plan. Yeah, maybe because she did like- 
for example, if Victoria was in the final two with me and Victoria sat next to me and said, oh, you know, I actually threw all the comps because I wanted you guys to take me to the end. Would you have been like, oh, you know what? Actually, that's probably true. She probably would have won a lot of those. Even well, though no, not her, performance, it's a, it's her performance that you saw didn't reflect that. No. And I also just think that Victoria and Summer are just, it's just so hard to draw a comparison of the two because like, Victoria you don't think they're is similar? Like dainty. No, like Summer's athletic. She's a figure skater. Like dude, Summer's not a, a figure skater. That's JC Lynn. No, I thought Summer was. Uh, I think I think JC Lynn said she was a figure skater, like a co- a competitor. I don't think Summer's a figure skater. Okay, well, I could I be just, wrong. I, if yeah. I'm wrong, I'm sorry, Summer. You're a figure skater, but I believe it's JC Lynn who's an athlete figure skater. Okay, okay, so then maybe not. But I don't, I don't know. I just also think that Summer is a little more like Big Brother. She has more Big Brother wit to her. Well, I don't even I agree see with Victoria that. coming up with that idea no i i agree with that i think summer has definitely played more of an had more of an impact on the game with some of her conversations maybe i'll say is that right victoria saying it i'd be like okay great you threw competitions we all thought you were weak you were involved in no moves no conversations nothing that was happening unless all of a sudden she comes out and goes and she's sitting there next to you and goes yeah i was telling derek all this other stuff to do like oh yeah this plan that you guys all knew about yeah that was my idea this plan then i'd be like oh damn but that's obviously the only route that would make it be like you and Victoria flipping over. And maybe Summer, because Summer has been involved in some things happening behind the scenes. What was the thing very early on? It was when um, it, getting in Gino's ear about getting Kyle that's on right. the block. Yeah. So Summer has done things behind the scenes. So I don't think there's a direct correlation. No, there's not. Summer. But I will say compet- competition-wise, they're maybe. watching Summer compete. And I don't think they're sitting there going. I, I do think there was a couple that they were like, she just threw that. Mm-hmm. We know that, yeah. but there's also been a few where it's like, she just can't beat anybody. And, right. I, and they've said it, they've said in the DR, like, and they've said it on the live feeds that I have caught where they're like, we're not worried about summer. You yeah. know, even Gino said it this week where he's like, yeah, I'm not worried about her coming after me. You know, she's right. not going to beat us in a competition. So yeah. we'll see how that plays out. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe summer wins this season. I'm not seeing it, but you know, she would have to come on strong in the end and start winning some comps. Um, which is obviously possible. Less people in the house, yeah. more chance that you're more likely that you're going to win it. Right. So we get to the uh, oh, real quick thoughts on the little tiff between Gino and JC Lynn when there was you know the little flirt thing going on at the table because they made a segment out of it. Yeah, it was kind of I didn't expect it, but uh, what was your takeaway on that? I'm we've never been in a showmance, but you know that is her Gino's number one alliance member, and she was yeah. not happy. She was not happy. I think it was more directed towards um, – I feel like it was because J.C. Lynn felt embarrassed because it was more directed towards Summer and then the whole group making a big joke about it with her being the butt of the joke essentially. And I don't think anybody would enjoy that even if it wasn't just my the person that I was like cuddling up with. Like if people were making jokes about – that essentially involved me and I was the butt of the joke and everybody else was jumping in on it. That would bother me even if it was like one of my boys doing it to me in front of a group. So I feel like that's more what it was than like her being jealous of Gino and Summer. Because I I think she knows that like she's got Gino and it, it's not a competition between her and Summer. He went he went in for that kiss and she was like, don't, nope. don't tell me to give you a kiss. Don't. Nope. And like she, she's like, get out of my face, loser. He's like, oh. He's like, all right, all right. I'm going to give you some space. <laughs> Yeah, idiot. You know, now all these little things, and and we it goes back to what we always say, which is as the game progresses, your patience gets thinner. Yes, and you start to totally it, people people start to wear on you, and I don't know if JC Lynn reacts like that week two or three, but because they've been there a while, uh, you know, stress levels are higher. The, there's more on the line now. You're that much closer to the hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars, so the little things can get to you. Um, that brings us to the eviction. No surprise here, by unanimous vote. Moose goes home. Uh, Moose was a great player. Um, he had a real opportunity to win this game, but he kind of started off rough where yes. people viewed him almost off the jump as someone who talked a little too much. And when he did talk, he was pretty good at it. And yeah. those two things, not something you want to go up against if you're on the block next to that person. So to what you said earlier, I think it was a great way of saying it. Although it was his strongest attribute, his ability to communicate it was also his biggest crutch because right. people looked at it, they see it, they saw it, and they knew that he was someone to really be aware of because he could go a long way just on his words, but on top of that, he's also a competitor. 
Yeah, I, it's unfortunate because Moose was good, but it all started around the Kyle HOH, which was week three, I want to say, where Moose just really started getting himself in trouble because of his mouth. And then once that starts early, it's only a matter of time. And when you're having to get yourself out of situations that your mouth got you into and you're using like your extremely well, like very well uh, spoken kind of way to like manipulate people. Everybody started catching on to it super early and it only got worse as the time went on. And so that's why you find Moose sitting on the block next to a summer is going to go home 10 times out of 10, 10 times out of 10 to wrap up this episode. Cause we haven't talked about him a lot. I think we have to talk about Kevin because although we didn't mention him a ton in this episode, he was a big factor to everything mm-hmm. that happened this week. Yeah. He was working behind the scenes Working Helena, working Josh, you know, working, working Gino, you know, he, and even on the feeds, he's worked talking to JC. He's talking to everybody. Yeah. And he did a lot this week. It was basically his week as far as he was more than happy to see Moose go home. It was a huge win for him, but he didn't really make himself that known. He's kind of really had taken a backseat. And I thought it was important to talk about him because. Although a lot of times we see where the big alliances form in the beginning, they go really far and pick off the people on the outside. Kevin is a testament to everybody out there who may be on the show to know that me, although you may not start off in the cool kids group, you can still win the game. Mm -hmm. And he has completely flipped this house on its head. And he took Mm -hmm. this big group that kind of was together and slowly chipped away at them and fractured them off piece by piece. Mm -hmm. And he's sending them home week after week. Mm -hmm. And now here we are more than halfway through the season. And Kevin has a very good shot at winning this game. And it's been a super impressive game to watch unfold as we've been covering it every week. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. And it does, it shows other people how you really, you don't have to be involved in the big group, but once you see fracturing happen, which they did it to themselves, it wasn't it wasn't necessarily Kevin's doing early on. It was really Kyle being reckless and out of control. Yeah, it was but once Kyle. he saw it, a good player knows like, okay, I see it happening right now. I know where the group is. Let me try to like fracture it. Let me more. wedge myself in there. Let yeah. me, yep. Oh, look. I see a little opening. I'm just going to put my foot in and then see if I can get my whole body in the next week. And that's what he has slowly mm-hmm. done and methodically has done. And so really, I agree with you 100%. Kudos to him. He's, I mean, he is, I'm watching him play and I'd be like, dude, this guy would play Big Brother US too and just be incredible. He'd be really good. I mean, you yeah. think about the position he's in right now, okay? Helena would never target him. Josh more than likely never target him. He seems super loyal to him. Mm-hmm. Marty, I would say would never target him, but Marty would target everybody. He's just yeah. like, he's, he's hard to predict. Um, So you have three people who potentially would not target him. Gino would definitely, I mean, Gino, although would probably target him eventually, he's not on anywhere at the top of the list for no. Gino. No. Um, JC Lynn, same thing. Summer would probably go after Kevin. Uh, And who else do we have? That's really it. Right? Am I missing anybody? No, I don't think I so. I apologize if no, I am. I don't think so. So he's oh, Betty. Pr- oh, Betty. I apologize, Betty. That wasn't intentional, by the way. Betty would definitely target Kevin. Yeah. So that's someone so? who would target Kevin. Okay. Yeah, they had that blow up earlier. Remember oh, they had that's that blow right. up earlier? Yeah. And because she's been kind of telling people him. like he's a snake. Yeah. She's been telling people he's a snake. And so yeah. I do think she would go after him. But these things that he's done over the last few weeks is really going to pay off for him. And that's why I think we should transition now to spoilers really quick mm-hmm. and then we can we can close out the episode. So yep. if you're if you don't want to hear the spoilers, which they're not really spoilers because we're behind. So you probably already know about it if you're on social media, but I don't think the episode is available on Big Brother Canada's website yet. So it might be. No, yeah, it's gonna um, premiere tonight to show everything if you're not following up on the feeds. Right. So if you want to check out right now, we appreciate you we'll see you next week. But here comes the spoilers. So Marty wins HO I'm sorry. Yeah. Marty wins HOH mm-hmm. and he decides to nominate Josh and Betty, uh, which was interesting to me because he, uh, you know, he could have nominated Gino, but I guess he's sticking true to his word. But what's interesting this week, we've been giving her all the shit. Betty wins veto. Yeah. <laughs> Betty wins veto. Yeah. And you know, it, it's, it's a big win for her. Cause I do think, she could have potentially gone home because Josh is well-liked in that house. Yeah. Josh yeah. is well-liked, although he is a better player, in my opinion. Well, he you know is what well-liked. What saying about Josh, which is like comical to me, he's like, they're like, he's gotten second like seven times. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, what? 
I'm like, these are the things that people just dial up in their heads as they're like watching Big Brother or as they're in the Big Brother house playing because you're just like, you try to grab at anything at any point. It's like Josh has gotten second place twice. Like he's a competitor. So like just getting second all the time makes you like this insane competitor. And like, yeah, better than being a floater. But it's like, not all of us can win like you, Cody. Not all of us can win. No, but I'm saying go after the people that win. Yes. No, that's true. So it's like, you know, you're mentioning Josh is a big target. It's like, how about Gino who's won multiple HOHs or Marty and all this? Like, those are the people. If you want to go after competitors, go after them. I do want to say this point because Taryn, who covers a lot of Big Brother, obviously he covers a lot of different things as well. He put up a tweet saying like, oh, here's the trend is hitting and it's all the physical competitors. And it was after we knew that this was going to be an endurance one. And I like, I like was like, you know what? I got to be honest. I don't agree with you, Taryn, because what have you noticed? And I want to see if you noticed what, what I said. And then I ended up looking it up and having like the information to go behind it. What have you noticed about the people, the type of people that win? Like the endurance wall competition. Oh, it's or usually like the endurance. tiny people. It's usually the tiny people or the thin people. It's not usually the big jock. That's for damn sure. Right? And so yeah. like I was I was like, I was like, Taryn, I gotta, I gotta say this, dude. Cause I was like, hey, to be honest, I think it's cause Taryn was kind of making it seem like, oh, the physical people are the ones that are only winning. And I'm like, I don't necessarily know if that's it over the people that are just good under pressure to compete can beat the players most of the time that are not. And those players in this house right now are Gino, Marty. Josh does really well. He obviously hasn't won a lot, but Josh is like doing well under the pressure and competing. And so it's like, and then you have the endurance comp that Marty won. And I was like, it's not usually the guy like Marty that wins the endurance comp. It's not this like physical athlete. Like it's the tiny people who can like fit and can hold up their body weight versus somebody that has like these muscles that are tense that end up tightening up and being even harder to hold on to something. So I just, I, I had that note and I was like, I wonder if Derek knows, uh, like, catches oh, yeah, I mean, that the, as well. the wall comps, especially those endurance comps, like, you know, Danny Donato, someone who like yeah. smoked those comps and she's like a little thing, but she's yeah. just like, and she's got the mental toughness, you know, like they're right. just like, I'd rather die up here than come off the wall. Yeah. So no, that I definitely think there's an element to that. No, we, there's a lot more we could dive into because we were talking about it yesterday. Um, there was a fake self eviction. There's some gummy we'll get bears into that involved. This week, you know yeah, I mean? we'll get into it because we're going to take away all the thunder, but we'll try to be on top of it this week where we record right at, you know, right after, right before the next day so we can get mm-hmm. it out to you. So we're, yeah. we're all caught up because we are getting near the end of the season. Things are going to pick up pretty fast and we're going to find out who the winner of Big Brother 10 is very, very soon. Yeah. Any final words? No, that's it. Guys, listen, as always, we appreciate you joining us here on the Winner Circle. We will see you next week.